0: Episode 13, Running a Great Sales Demo.
1: Welcome to the SaaS Venture Podcast. Sharing the adventure of leading and growing a bootstrapped SaaS company. Hear the experiences, challenges, wins and losses shared in each episode. From Aaron Wykey of GatherUp and Darren Shaw of Whitespark. Let's go.
0: Welcome to the SaaS Venture Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Darren. And this week we are going to dive into what what goes into running a great sales demo. How do you demo your SaaS product and break down a number of aspects regarding that? A very important piece. Um, Really, I I view it as kind of the the absolute uh, cornerstone uh, and the biggest value prop within the sales process. And we'll break that down. But first, Darren, let's, uh, let's play a little bit of catch up. What, uh, what have you been up to lately?
1: What have I been up to? Well, lately, uh, I've done a couple auto dealer conferences. I had one in beautiful Banff, Alberta. So, right in oh. the Rock Mountains there. So, that was fantastic. So
0: that, that place, I have not physically been there, but every time I have a friend go there and they post their photos to Facebook, <laughs> I'm like, that place cannot be real.
1: It's insane. It's so beautiful. And it's like we, the conference was held at the Banff Springs Hotel, which is basically this like amazing castle in the middle of the Rocky Mountains. It's so uh, beautiful. So, yeah, it was, it was wonderful. So, we I brought uh, the family. We, we drove down um and spent a few days there the conference was easy i spoke to a bunch of auto dealers about uh, you know getting the most out of google my business and it's been nice because i had this run so i did the one in banff and i just got back from montreal also a fantastic canadian city um so i did uh one another auto dealer conference in montreal for for a brand called Kijiji. They have this thing, Kijiji Autos. And then I go tomorrow to fly to Vegas for uh, Driving Sales Executive Summit, which is another auto dealer conference. So I'm now uh, officially the new Greg Gifford of Local Search. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, and Vegas, Vegas, baby.
1: Yeah, that's right. All I'm doing is auto dealer conferences. Just It's just been like this string of three in a row. But it's nice because then you can use the same deck, right? So that's fantastic. Yep.
0: Yeah, well, when we go to promote this podcast, I'm definitely going to put out a tweet that says there's a new Greg Gifford of the <laughs> auto industry, and that that will quickly catch his
1: attention. That's yeah, definitely. Awesome. Yeah. So I've been been dealing with that, and that that's over, and I'll have a lot of free time, not doing any more conference speaking probably until January, February. So that'd be nice to have this really good break where I can just be in the office, focused on the business. Um, we're building an API for our rank tracking software. So a lot of people want to just pull that data into their own systems or into Google Data Studio. So we're working on that. That should be done right away here. We're in the, putting the finishing touches. We are also working on a revision of of our local citation finder software has been updated in a long time we've had new designs actually a whole new system built on staging it's been sitting for months while the team has been distracted with other things and so once this api is out the door we're shifting to get that thing done so i'm excited about launching that and another thing that we've been really working on is uh like some customer service things we've been reviewing our like template reports so if you know someone asks about this or that we have this like oh well like, here's some information on that and then we often end it with like well please let us know if you have any more questions and it's like you know we really need to do a better job of being like when can i set up a demo that's a good question where you know uh, can we jump on a call next week like re- being more proactive with like uh, encouraging that next step with the customer because so many of our customer support requests that are coming in are actually sales leads these are like people that are like "Hey, I'm interested in that service or product you have You know, I want some more information on pricing or whatever, right? So they give them the information. They're like, you know, high five, good luck to you. Hope hopefully one day you become our customer. So rather than hoping for it, uh, we're working on uh, our language and uh, especially how we're closing all those emails to like move it to the next stage of the sales process. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. That singular question is actually just a buying signal,
0: right? That you need to capitalize on that. Like, yeah, here's the answer for that, but let's jump on a demo and take a look at things as a whole, as well as dive into your specific
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. How about you? What's up?
0: Oh man. I, uh, I have been wearing out, uh, runways, uh, around the, the country. I'm on the end of, um, you know, seven different conferences in six weeks. Wow! Uh, So yeah, between all those, uh, I just got home yesterday from uh, Philly. I was at a client's conference where I gave three talks uh, in one day there. That was at least nice and concise. And I was only gone from home three days this week. Uh, Next week, I'm gone all week, Monday through Friday with uh, three more talks. So it's one of those, it's like, you know, when I said yes to these, it's like one asked me in January. So I said yes to it. In September, and then one asked me in March, and so I said yes to it. And then a couple other things, you know, a client travel sprinkles in, and then a new conference pops in. It's like, oh, that'd be really great exposure. And uh, I, I, I have overcommitted massively, and I'm not going to do this again. I've, I've survived it, and there's been a number of great things that come out of it. But when you are spending so much time creating different decks and customizing them and all those things, like uh, way just way too much at once like i really made it hard on myself yeah wow
1: that's a busy schedule packed it all in and then it's it's tough to manage all of the other stuff that's coming up in the business when you're traveling so much uh, i was like yep. i was feeling the stress over the last week just because it's like ah you know you want to be at the conference and talking to people but your emails are piling up at the same time right you got all these you know employees yep. that have questions for you and customers that have questions so yeah it's just a lot to deal with
0: well, and the the life balance with it too, right? It's like I I I have four kids, yeah. and so I am gone Monday through Friday. My my wife, like that's the real CEO in my house. Right. Um, you know, she's getting everyone to their sports, um, all kinds of other things, whatever else. And then then when I am getting home on the weekend, I am so behind that I am going into the office for full days on Saturday and Sunday, if not more. And so I am not getting quality time with the kids. I am not yeah. helping my wife out. Yeah, so it's just one of those like. Um, luckily we have a couple of uh family getaways that I have promised, like I will be offline, I will be trying to make up let my kids remember they have a dad. Yeah. Yeah. Um and, and kind of get caught up in that side of life. But it it's a lot to balance and I really I, I gotta learn to say no. It's great to have those opportunities and to take advantage of them, but I do need to balance it out.
1: So are you working from home at all or are you mostly are in the office?
0: So I have an office that's all of five miles from my house. Yes. Um I need to have a focus space because with four kids um, and, you know, my – uh, I have one in high school, one in junior high, one in elementary, and one not even in school yet. They're spread out everywhere. Yep. But like my elementary will come home. She gets home at like 2.30 in the afternoon, right? And it's like, I still have three hours of work to put in. Yep. Um, so yeah, I have I have to have a focused, focused space for I sure. I have that
1: too. Like I work from home 100% of the time. I love working from home. And, and when my daughter gets home from school you know i always love to take that like i try to time my coffee break like when i go downstairs and make myself a cup of coffee around when she gets home so i can hang out and just see her and then i go back to work and she does a really good job of sort of respecting my office like when daddy's working you know you gotta leave him alone right so it works it works pretty yeah. good
0: yeah oh, that's yeah, that's good and good for you. One thing, um, you know, I admire a ton of things about you professionally and, and us being friends over the years, but you are such a good dad. I've, I'm, I'm around you when we're on the road and I watch how you communicate with her and that you make time for calls with her. Um, so, you, you could do a, a dad best practices podcast and completely... <laughs> that's why we
1: too. should do so, that together because honestly, does. I think the same thing about you. I'm always like, you're my, you're my dad inspiration. I'm always watching you and thinking yeah. you're such a great dad too. I have, I have quantity going for me. Guess. Well, Maybe we'll just switch the SaaS venture to be like the dad venture. <laughs> like new, yeah, new there process. you go. Well, why, maybe we'll, let's just do an episode
0: sometimes that has to do with like being a dad when you're trying to like lead and grow a company, right? That's very, both are very demanding jobs, Yeah, being right? a parent
1: while trying to run a company. That's actually, that, that's a great, yeah. great, great episode, go. yeah.
0: All right. Well, all right. Coming, coming what else up. Is going on? Um, yeah. Well, one of the things in the middle of all this is uh, just uh, two weeks ago we had our uh, company summit. Oh, yeah. Um, so all of our North American employees, which totals uh, 13 um, actually would be, we just hired another uh, customer success team member yesterday. We got our signed agreement. So excited about awesome. that. Uh, so we had uh, 14 of our team all together. Um, This is the second year where we've brought them all into, uh, they all fly into Minneapolis and then we go about three hours north to a resort. Uh, Everybody is in two giant cabins. Um, We eat every meal together. We do a lot of, you know, uh, nine to four, we do work stuff, but it's a lot more like collaborative um, exercises, uh, ideas, um, things like that. Uh, And then uh, just you know getting to know each other when you fully work remote so wow. it's one of my yeah one of my favorite weeks of the year we have a great time so many laughs uh, so many you know the the normal inside office jokes and banter that most people build on a daily basis we jam all that into a week yeah. so you know we, we came out of it we have a new currency in our office now our product manager did an exercise where you had to buy features that are on our roadmap um, and he made these uh, his name's Mark, and he, so he made these Mark Bucks. Um, so now, now everything in our world, like our devs, want to turn Mark Bucks into cryptocurrency. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> um, yeah, we're trying to buy people off on things with Mark Bucks. Somebody's going to uh, Vegas with friends, and we told them not to spend all their Mark Bucks on the craps tables. Right. So that's yeah. Mark. So it's it's fun. So like for example, yeah, sales
1: get- and customer support. You know, they're always pushing for features, and so now they have to spend their mark bucks in order to move features up the priority list. Is that the concept?
0: Yeah. That exercise was just really looking at like, here's everything we have on our roadmap. And it was kind of tied into year yep. end. Like what can we get done in the year end? And he basically assigned like, here's what this item would cost. And then the currency was limited. So you actually had to pool together with other people to get enough money to quote, unquote, buy that feature. Get That's done.
1: so clever. I um, love that idea
0: yes it was a really great exercise and and that's just one example like product had one of those customer success had one of those like um, sales so we just had all these different things and just more interactive and fun ways to look at things get everyone on the same page um, yeah it's it is so good like I I love our team and to have that week together and to do so much uh, together both professionally and personally is just it I have a ton of gratitude for it. It was a great time.
1: Yeah, I want to do that stuff. All right, and uh, you know what else? Anything? Anything else to report on the news? Yeah, I mean, talk about demos. Yeah, one last
0: thing to put out there that I'm sure you know. Anyone building a SaaS product, especially when you're, you know, hooking into other platform services, things like that. We are waiting on such a like small update with Facebook right now. So. We, we have the feature and we've had it in their hands to be able to f- uh, reply to Facebook recommendations right, right out of gather yep. up. So we, we already have a faith Facebook authorization for um, monitoring recommendations when they switched and they went and put recommendations behind a wall, which they have now subsequently pulled out behind the wall. Um, but then when they they added to their API the ability to reply to Facebook reviews slash recommendations. We've added that right. in. and But you have to update your apps uh, with them. And we have both our direct app and then the white label app. And it literally has been horrible back and forth. And so it's like this, this feature is done waiting in their approval process. Um, and it's just sat there for weeks. And that's super frustrating, right? When you do the work, you get it done. And then you're just dependent on this outside party to be able to push it across totally
1: and it's such an important feature for your business like like all of your clients that want to be able to reply to facebook right within the customer activity feed like that that's so valuable and instead of that jumping off to facebook every time so yeah i can see that that is frustrating
0: yeah. It, it reminds me of what used to be really frustrating to me when I ran agencies is when we would build iOS apps and when you'd submit them to Apple. And then, right, it could it could be four or five days, which would be a dream world when they approved it and it could go into the, the app store. But depending upon their backlog and whatever else, like you could totally end up with an app that you were done with. But three weeks later, it would finally hit the app store. And that was just so yeah,
1: frustrating. Totally. You're so excited. You're like, yay, launch day. Oh, wait launch day in three weeks yeah
0: yeah yeah just hold your breath and that's what it is right now like every day i'm asking my product manager has mark zuckerberg emailed us yet <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's Maybe like no and i'm like "Send your you? mark send him over to <laughs> exactly i was gonna say can you buy him off with mark we need i want to get this <laughs> yeah, out so, oh anyway all right well let's talk about things that we have more control over uh and that's uh you know our focus topic today and looking at 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 demos um and breaking down a number of things, you know, for us, it's most prevalent in our, in our sales process and uh, as we do a, a demo with the customer. But let's, let's dive in. Where do you want to start with demos, Darren?
1: Well, I've got a lot of questions for you, basically. You know, we, it's something I've been thinking about a lot as we look at this customer service stuff and as we're trying to encourage more demos. Demos have really been on my mind lately. And I think about, like, how we do them and how we can improve them. And so, you know, I thought you might have some ideas. Um, where do I want to start? I want to start with software. Where, what do you use, first of all, like to record your demos? Have you tried other things? Like I know what we use. What, let's hear it. What do you guys use?
0: Yeah, we have migrated through a few different things. Started originally with just like one or two users or just maybe a company account with GoTo um, when the, the team could be counted on one hand. Uh, then when we had to expand to at least like five licenses or so, we used JoinMe. And I'm pretty sure Join Me Now uh, has been purchased by GoTo. Um, But it, it was easy and straightforward, but we definitely not. We had a few people that had a few performance issues with it here and there. Really? Yeah. And then just like cutting out audio quality, things like that weren't always awesome with it.
1: Right. Interesting.
0: And then like a year ago, then we switched to Zoom. We had uh just expanded you know into I think we're around fifteen licenses now sales customer success exec team everything else um and the for the most part on the meeting side like it it's great does everything it should the one thing we've had trouble adapting is when we switched from uh, for our monthly customer webinars or agency webinars um zoom's webinar product is not Killer! It's got a lot of finicky little nuances that, like, we were learning on the fly because we just thought, "Oh, it'll be similar." We were using GoToWebinar. right? Um, and yeah, not as polished there. And you really you got to ride that bike a few times, otherwise, you kind of crash on it a little bit. So right. that part's been hard. But the the regular just conference uh, calls and those pieces, uh, Zoom Zoom has worked for us really well.
1: That's interesting. It's Also, very interesting to me that you have fifteen licenses. Like at White Sparkle, we have one two people that really do demos and we just share the one account. So it's like, you know, we, we certainly are at that level. And so that makes me wonder, like you must be banging out demos all over the place. And you have a number of people doing it. Uh, We're currently using uh, join me so yep. and uh, it seems to work pretty good one of the things that we like is we will record the demo and then we send the client a, a link to it after so if they were like wanted to review yeah. something in the software they have uh they have a recording of it do you do that with zoom do you do you yep you have a follow-up and a recording yeah. right
0: yep absolutely yep absolutely we record it and then i've also found it too like when we were training sales people like i just i sent them a bunch of my sales recordings right yeah totally let's lets them hear the, the history of things that uh, we've been doing. And then vice versa, you know, I'd have them record their early sales calls and then send them to me. So yeah. then when I had time, I could listen back and offer, you know, some talking points and, and some feedback on those. So mm-hmm. yeah, super valuable to be able to, to record those calls. Yeah.
1: So how many demos are you doing per week? Would you estimate?
0: Yeah. So we kind of have things bucketed in a few different ways, right? It's like if you look at, and it it falls in line with our kind of our our segment, our customer segments. Um, So on one side is our small businesses, single location, small business comes to our website. um, And we obviously, we have call to actions all over our website on requested demo. So they sign up and we, yeah, we basically have... I don't, this is sad. I don't even know the exact because it doesn't fall directly under my wing, but I'm going to guess we have somewhere around um, two to four set demo times every week. Right. So, We reply to them and say, you know, hey, great, you're interested. Here's the upcoming demo times this week. And so we're trying to do a one-to-many demo um, with those. We used to do personal one-on-ones, but it got to the point where we are doing so many that it's like, all right, we need to have, you know, 5, 10, 15 of these businesses in this demo, and we're just going to do them every, you know, Two on Tuesday, one on Thursday, and let's get as many people to those within that time frame.
1: That's interesting. Yeah. So, that's smart. You have mentioned that on a previous episode where for the SMBs, you'll do them all at the same time. And so, in that case, you're not really, uh, you know, trying to address specific pain points by showing specific features. You're kind of just walking through the script of this is the tool, this is what you can do, and here are the features. Is, Is that sound about right? Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. A lot of just, you know, education on the product, acknowledging what the landscape looks like um, and addressing these are probably some of the problems you're having. And it's why you're looking at us. Yep. Here's the benefits. And then here here's the features that make those benefits happen. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, allowing some uh, Q&A and, and follow up at, at the end form. But that was one of our hard things, because when you're doing one to one, right, you could be like, all right. What type of business are you? Oh, you're a plumber. Well, great. Um, Let's talk about some things specifically that I know are helpful in your industry. So you lose that a little bit, but once you start hitting certain things, you're like, okay, based on price point and scaling this and what we need to be putting our time on, like those are just some of the things that you, you figure out what are we prioritizing to make this happen.
1: Right, that's really interesting. I think that's that's a key takeaway from this podcast episode or listeners is that concept of pooling, you know, your your individual clients. Obviously like any large multi-location deal, you're gonna to wanna to do a customized demo, but pooling them is yep. really smart.
0: Yeah, so after the small business one, and th- and those are done by our customer success team. So there's two members of our customer success team that kind of, um, you know, rotate or help each other out with yep. those, but they're the ones that are, are doing that. They're incredibly well-equipped. Um, to do it. And for how we run things, that process for us isn't a high sales process. We follow up with like, here's what we reviewed. Here's a link to go and sign up, you know, let us know if there's anything else you need, but it's, it's much more of a low touch, um, format, uh, with what's there with them. And, and we've even talked about, you know, the next step for us to automate more, if we felt like we couldn't get to it is just to go to an on-demand recorded webinar where, we'd still from our side we'd still want them to say hey here's who i am here's my name and email address and my business mm-hmm. so that um we can follow follow up with them and understand who they are but then that would give them access to like all right great here's you know here's a 30 minute pre-recorded demo that that you can watch
1: um is the demo when you have it with like let's say 10 to 15 smbs participating in this tuesday or thursday demo is it interactive in any way can they ask questions or
0: Yep. Yeah, they can totally use the the question or the chat feature to ask questions okay. uh, when they're on it. So,
1: gotcha.
0: yep, still able to answer those questions. And that's where a recording wouldn't even allow you uh, to be able to do that. And we just, you know, it was the right step for us not to go all the way to a recorded. I know mm-hmm. there's plenty of SaaS tools that do it, depending upon you know, what type of product you're selling that might work for you. But in our case, we just know they have questions. We need to dive deeper on certain things and that it works best for us. right?
1: Sure. Here. And so you will, you will address the questions interactively on a demo as they pop up.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yep.
1: Cause you could still have the recording, but have a chat open where like someone's just sitting there answering the questions.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. That could be done, but you know, then they'd be not paying attention to what the next section is because they're interacting with the the Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) But who knows? Someday we might be busy enough where we get to that, where it's like, all right, that's really what we need to do. Uh, Then the next segment uh, with uh, agencies, here we do one-to-one demos. So our our agency sales rep, Chris, um, between demo requests and pricing requests, he's trying to move them to get them into a demo. Um, he does a one-on-one demo with them. He answers a lot of questions. Uh, if anything, as we continue to grow, you know, we look at with him that he, he probably goes too far in the demo. Um, and it becomes more of a customer success session than a sales. Mm-hmm. Um, our customers love it, but when you start looking at certain volume things, like that's where it gets really tricky, right? Like how much time is, is too time or is too much time. And how do you cut that off? And, You know, I would say on average, you know, what we'd like to see on Chris's plate is, you know, closer to ten to fifteen demos a week uh, for him, based on what our inbound is and numbers that that we'd like to hit. Um, Some could be slower, some could be, you know, even faster with that. I know he's had some, you know, good marathon days where he's doing five, six, seven, eight demos within a day. But that that's where it's even more important to have discipline on these. Need to be, you know, forty five minute demos and you're not trying to boil the ocean with it as compared to somebody uh, somebody can easily drag you into a 2 or 3 hour demo totally. just by yeah. wanting every question answered right and i think that's something important for people to think about when you're early in starting off yeah invest all the time you can but as you grow and hit some maturity you do have to be conscious with you know we we need to have this be concise, still incredibly valuable, but like have it be concise and try to move them to the next step in the, in the sales process.
1: Is that the number 45? Is that what you try to keep your uh, demos to or the half hour? What is it usually?
0: Yeah. So, and the, so me personally, the ones that I'm doing with multi-locations, we schedule an hour call. Um, and I really want to have, um, and, and this one, since I'm the one doing it, I can speak to it, um, a lot more accurately, but what we do with our multi-location calls is we have a a deck of about 30 slides. That takes you about 30 minutes to run through. Then I'll have a browser set up with a bunch of tabs all related to the back end of the product. Here's review widgets on site so you can see it. Here's a number of other features. Um, And I really let that second section based on what they ask questions in the slides. That's where I go to like, all right, here's where you had these questions. Now lo- let's look at how this works either in the product or how this surfaces on your website or in the search results or, or whatever that might be.
1: That's interesting. I did not realize you did that. So when someone books a demo with WhiteSpark, it's like, you know, we get on a call, I have some questions for them, and then I show them the software uh, and we, we talk about their pain points and here are how we can solve those. You have a deck, like you actually present a slide deck? Yes. Yep. So what we hit upon is kind of, uh, <clears throat>
0: and, and I should back up because you just touched upon something that uh, we just evolved to. It's really important. So when it was just me doing these sales, I had a set routine of questions I knew I wanted to ask. Yep. Right. And when I brought went to like formalize our sales process more and build more structure for our sales new hires, we actually created a pre-demo questionnaire. Right. So we send them a 10 question form that hits upon things like, you know, why are you coming to us? How many locations do you have? Have you used a reputation management solution before? Um, what CRMs do you have? Uh, so we're asking kind of like the 10 most important questions that really help us understand how we might customize um, our, our pitch and what we spend time on. Yep. What are their pain points? Uh, how familiar are they with what we do? Um, that kind of stuff, Smart. and that really helps. Yeah, that really helps inform that and make sure that we capture those things. Because even in my demos, in winging it, sometimes I'll forget to ask that question. And it's like, ah, oh,
1: yeah.
0: Now I have to follow up in an email to find that, and it's just getting even further to delivering a price or a proposal or whatever.
1: That for sure. Be. Interesting. All right, cool. I want to see that deck. I'm gonna... Yeah, I'm actually. I think I might sign up for your regular SMB uh, demo. I want to. I want to get on that and. and... There and you watch you demo Got and see how you do it because uh, you know it's it's yeah. something that we're trying to work on here at White Spark improve our demos and so I think well I would say for any business right like sign up and be sold to
0: yeah. right and it gives you a lot of ideas on what you do and don't like like I've uh, funny enough we have sat in on a couple of competitors uh, demos yeah. only from the standpoint that they buy lists and they end up emailing us when they bought the list to say like you know
1: hey hey you, you want a demo you should- <laughs>
0: Yeah, you. Yeah, and whatever. We're like, yeah, sure. You emailed us about it. Like, it's not us sneakily creating our John Smith account. Yeah,
1: totally. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, but it shows, especially for like bigger ones, just how blind they are to like what they're putting out there, right? It's a total shotgun s- spray approach. Put as much out there as possible and see what.
1: Who bites, the heck so. buys lists? I say the worst marketing uh, strategy.
0: I get I get emails weekly on here's your competitors buy their list yeah. and then when yeah. they're really bad at it and um, they say like we here's we have all these competitors when they're really bad at it they have
1: you on it as well. <laughs> <Don't laughs> you like, can yeah. segment the list. Dude. Yeah, uh,
0: that's us. So good job. <laughs> you know, uh, or right? We rebranded um, over a you know over a year ago now, and they'll still it'll be a you know get five stars. Yeah email address are sent to us instead of gather up and, and right. The opening is there. I've been following your company closely. (laughs) It's like, really? Well, you seem to be about a year behind.
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. And then, like I said, the, the, the slide deck is pretty static answer questions in it, but it allows us to get our main talking points across how we see the space, what's unique about us um, here's the, the features that are there. And it, and it's pretty much the same deck that our SMB delivers, but we just talk about it different. Mm -hmm. The, the talk track and the story to it is a lot different. Um, and then after that, like I said, the, the browser stuff, then I want to jump into the product where they had questions or interest. And I really want to drive home with them. Like, Hey, you are interested in how you request reviews. Great. Let's go in and look at how the, how the email is basically a drip campaign. And there's, automations and you control the settings and things like like that with it um reporting things for like sure. that that just translate much better visually yep. i want to show that living breathing in
1: the- yeah and i think you know uh the review feed i think that's a huge thing like whenever i demo reputation builder which is gather up i've always really drill into that uh customer activity feed so you can say here's all your reviews for all your locations it's like so nice you can manage this all in one place and that that's well, this is what I yep. find. That they're, they're yeah, totally. I grow up there. Their eyes light up. Yeah, totally. I
0: use that. Yeah, I'm like, this is a working screen for you, right? Yep. So, you have 6,000 customers in here, but let's look at your ones that gave you one or two stars and that you haven't replied yeah, exactly. to them, All that right? Culture. And then they're like, oh, wow. Yeah, this makes it a working scenario for me so that I can make sure we're doing the yep, right. Yeah, totally. Things. Um yeah, and then so once the demo's done, then our process for me multi locations is I'm going to follow up. I'm going to give them a PDF of the deck we reviewed. I'm going to send them the recording. Um, if there's any specific questions that I needed to get back that we weren't able to answer, send those. I'll usually try to send a case study. So I really make that reach back email super valuable to them, and just kind of pepper them with like, all right, wow, all my bases are covered. I have yeah. all of this, um, and then. You know, then try to deliver them pricing and say, you know, great, can we put a, an, a a statement of work together for you based on everything that we've shown you? And it seems like we're... Do you
1: have a system? So, okay, you send this great email at the end that has all of the, everything they would need. So, like, all their questions are answered. That's, that's smart. Um, and then... Do you set something up where it's like, okay, in four days, an automatic follow-up needs to get sent out? Or do you put something on a calendar that's in your CRM, like, okay, make sure we follow up with them in four days?
0: Yeah, we don't, but we should. At least I can't speak for myself. But yeah, we absolutely have the availability to do that in Pipedrive. Um, Sometimes I will set those, but I'm definitely not consistent with it. Like I've always said, like, man, I'm... I am the biggest failure of a CRM ever. Um, And I just try to train my employees uh, and our our teams to be like, yeah, way better than what we do. So I'm like, don't, don't be me. I definitely, I definitely get the deal info in there, but as far as like every last detail in the back and forth, I could totally do a better job and I could use built in features like the reminders yep. and next exactly. item and tasks. I feel the
1: exact same. Like it's like I go through these waves where I'm really good at being on top of sales and in my in my CRM we use a system called Copper, and uh, you know yep. I'm really on top of it for a good couple of weeks and then I just get busy. It's like these conference things will come up and then and then things just start falling off and I'm not doing as good a job as I I was before. You know what what can you do? Can't do it all. Yeah. No, it becomes hard. And I think if anything,
0: Darren, you'll see once, you know, as you grow and you expand past just you doing it, that's where you see the real big value is like, oh, this gives me so much visibility. Like I can look at the team and say, here's what's in each of their, we kind of have five Mm -hmm. sales stages. And so I can see what deals are in what stage so I can forecast better. It allows me to help like, all right, why don't we have enough, um, you know, within this segment, within this uh, phase of the sales process uh, so that that visibility is a really good thing and it's accountability for each person definitely. too right yep. they're able to they see what they have in there and then i can say like hey here's someone else's pipeline do you kind of see the massive yeah, right. difference here and let, let's let talk about how how do we get this where, where are we missing the mark with getting in or progressing people yeah
1: to definitely stage? cool um all right i got, some, I got more questions here uh Do you, so let's say questions are coming in on support. They didn't explicitly request a demo. How heavily are you pushing demos in those uh, customer support questions, like new leads that come in, they have questions. Do you then uh, proactively try to suggest demos on a regular basis? Are you pushing demos as your primary thing or do you like suggest you get on a call or is a call always a demo?
0: Yeah, so, I mean, we we offer a lot of, uh, leeway, especially to our CS team, uh, if those are coming in through those general channels. But we usually see a pretty like, you know, for those that are pre-sales, uh, we are going to try to funnel them to a demo, right? We we basically tell them like, this is the best way to get to know the product and really understand the concepts. Because even if somebody comes in and says, you know, they have this one or two very specific questions it's great to answer those, but you also have to realize they might be asking this specific question with a complete misnomer on the high level strategy to it. Right. Right. So we always want to route them back into If, if they're not a customer with us, we absolutely want to get them to a demo. Um, and if we understand, you know, they're a small business or a multi-location or agency, we want to get them to the right person to get them into the right demo. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we definitely want to route them that way when it's, you know, when it's an existing customer, then we want to do exactly what we can to answer those questions for them. Like that gets more into like customer success support stuff and things like that. But being helpful, giving them the, you know, help guide article that they might need, jumping on a call if that's what they need to resolve it. Um, you know, kind of all all of those different pieces, whatever it is to satisfy that direct ask.
1: Yep. Um, how many demos are you personally doing for like larger enterprise-y type clients?
0: Yeah, on average, I would probably say two to four a week. That's a lot. Um, It is a lot. It's a a good thing. I'm I'm starting to, uh, you know, now with having the sales team, I'm probably closer to the two. So it's going to be, you know, very large ones that I also know will be very sophisticated um, as we continue to ramp our team that, you know, the more experienced our sales team has between our, our two outbound reps and multi-locations, that's that's made a lot easier on me. Um, and so, but I still, you know, the the ones that are in the hundreds or possibly even thousands of locations, I'm handling those uh, directly. Yeah. Sometimes I will have them, you know, they still will ride along with those um, based on what's there. It's been harder to do lately because man, working these in amongst how crazy travel. my travel schedule is yeah. and whatever else like that. That has been a, a nightmare and been um, really hard. And even with some of those, it's allowed me to pass off. It just makes it easier for me to delegate and be like, all right, sweet. I'm CCing this person on our sales team. And they're the minute you reply, yeah, let's schedule this demo. They're jumping in and be like, great. And they handle it from there.
1: Nice. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Because what are you going to do? Are you going to go to like a Starbucks and do a demo? Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a lot, uh, Plenty from my hotel rooms as of uh, recently. Sure. Yeah, that, that works. That
1: works fine. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I, I want to get to the point where I'm really only involved in extremely high level pitches or the sales team is asking me to come to a super key demo um, because they know it will help bring the customer on, right? I, I want to yeah. be a, a tool for them as success instead of, you know, part of the process to, to get that customer.
1: Yeah. I like your pre-demo questionnaire. That's a great idea. We're going to hook that up. Definitely get that. Yeah,
0: it's such an easy thing to do, right? We, yeah, uh, we exactly. use... Cu- type form for it and when we're scheduling the demo we're like great we're all set i'm going to send you a you know zoom invite for the meeting on your calendar and here's a quick 10 question survey to fill out before the demo so we can best customize it to your needs yeah. and yeah gets filled out and it's it's also great cuz our entire sales team can see all the results that uh, come in so you can see what other you know customers are citing as their background, their big goals, what CRMs are using, things like that. So it's actually building up a good repository of pre-sales data for us.
1: Cool. What kind of uh, like post-sale demos do you do? Like any at all? So a customer just came through, signed up, they've been using the tool for uh, a few days and they have a bunch of questions. Do you ever say, hey, well, let's jump on a demo and I can show you that stuff? Like, is that, the, Or you wouldn't even call that a demo. You would just call that...
0: Yeah, we wouldn't really call a demo. Customer success will totally do that and, you know, hey, let's just jump on a call real quick, share your share our screen and yeah. be able to walk you through so you can see exactly how this works. Uh, on the sales side, sometimes we'll have some secondary demos, right? So it might be the the person who's required to go do the the legwork and identify possible um you know solutions, mm-hmm. uh, and then the next step will be like, okay, now my boss and my boss's yeah, boss, or right. yeah. these are the people involved, and now you know, now we need to do a demo for them. So that on the sales side, that's more likely in in multi locations where we get into that, and now now the you know, the decision makers are at the table, which yeah, it's much better when they're all there day one. I, I usually try in early email communication to be like, who's going to be there and things like that and try to get all those people to the table. Yeah. Um, but sometimes a bigger orgs like that, that will have to happen. Um, and then I should, I should throw out there like for certain ones too. Like I just tell them after a demo, sometimes if there's going to be more, like, can I get on a plane and do you guys want to have a meeting? Right. I'm, if it's the right kind of deal and I know it'll go a long way, um, let, let's let do this demo in person. I'm more than willing to like, let's build a relationship. Let's build trust. The size of the account warrants it. Um, yeah, we're selling software, but let, let's get a relationship going. And I, I find that, that that's a great secret weapon because there's so many companies not willing to invest into that or, or do that. And when you do that, then they're just like, wow, you were really eager to work with us. And I trust you and I feel good. And you answered all of our questions while we're sitting there face to face, like, mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna go with you.
1: That is nice. Uh, you're you're lucky to be in Minneapolis. It's a good hub for getting anywhere.
0: <laughs> it does make, uh, you know, g- going anywhere a little bit uh, easier for sure. I always. I would have never thought, you know, once upon a time, I would have loved to be able to live anywhere I I want. And now in running a remote company, I actually could. But yeah, I cannot live an hour away from, you know, a direct main airport, uh, because that that would just drive
1: me crazy. Totally. And Minneapolis is so beautifully situated in like the center of the country, kind of, you can easily, like, you can pretty much have a flight, anywhere where you can fly in the morning. You're working on the plane the whole time. Anyways, you go and have like a two hour meeting and then you're home, you know, in the afternoon. Yep. It does, does make it a lot easier. Yeah, that's great. Yep. Darren, what do you think, I, I want to ask you a question. I mean, yeah. wh-
0: what do you feel like in your process that you haven't, what has it been that has kept you from getting more of a, like, how how do we get what our customers are asking about and get in front of a, like living, breathing environment, like a demo for them? What What's kept you from doing it?
1: Um, well, it's not like we don't do it. We definitely do it. It's just, uh, opportunities to improve our process there. Like, you know, things like the pre-demo questionnaire is really clever. We got to do that. Um, and I think, uh, another big one is this slide deck idea. So the flow of your demo is very interesting to me. And so I think we can improve process there. You know, we do a lot of demos. So we have a lot of customers that come in and they, ask for a demo we schedule them we do them but we just haven't put in the time to sort of build a good process around it and so i think um yeah i know that this episode is very valuable for me from that perspective and so i i hope that a lot of listeners are picking up some ideas here too because there's lots of opportunities to optimize that process and so you know that's that's what i want to do i want to improve all of these things and you know Maybe Zoom, it might be better. So we might even uh, change our software. We'll build a deck and then we'll have a uh, post-demo follow-up process. You know what? It really speaks to our last podcast episode around process. Like we don't have a good demo process. We're we're just winging it. It's like, oh, someone wants a demo? Sure, yeah. We get on a call with them and we show them the tool. It's like, you know, everything that you're describing is a very structured process on how you can kind of optimize and improve your demos. And so that's that's what we need to do. That's what you have to do to take it to the next level. And it's funny to think about that, right? You just think about demos as this one thing you do, but you can put a process on everything to make it so much better. And I, th- I think it sounds to me like you've done a really good job of doing that. Yeah.
0: Well, as, as, uh, as always noted, there's always room for improvement. You know, some of the things we're doing, we literally just Put some of, you know, the pre-question or pre-demo questionnaire, like that just came about 60 days ago as we grew and needed more process on on the sales side. So yep. it, is, it is never ending. But yeah, I, I look at that that structure, right? And uh, I look at the The deck has always allowed us to make sure, you know, that the demo is about the customer, right? You want to personalize it. You want to have to be about them. But it is about how do you communicate your value proposition, how you're different and how you want to help them, what's important to you. Like how do you do that in a consistent and concise way? And I I found out early on before we had that, we didn't have that, where it's just jumping into the product that, you know, then you really allowed the customer to completely control all of it um, within some ways. And While that is great, a lot of times you would miss out on a number of things because of time constraint and where they took the conversation that you never had a chance to set the table on. Here's, here's what this looks like. Here's what is important. Here's what we want to deliver in business value. Here's how you're going to benefit. Here's the features that make it happen. Right. And so we didn't have, we weren't getting that flow in a consistent basis that was, you know, really important to be able to nail.
1: Absolutely. I think that that's a really good comment is being able to set the table. It's like you want to make sure that all of these really valuable features and benefits get conveyed on the demo and it can completely get derailed if you don't have a structure in place. They'll have a question and then you can spend the next like half hour talking about, you know, schema markup rather than actually uh, demoing the product. (laughs) <laughs> yes. And those those things can
0: still happen. Right? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um what what do you find? What's um what's one thing that you have found uh surprising or consistent that you didn't think would be in like the the demos you do? What what's something that you're like, I, I would have never bet on this, but this is something that I continually see or a takeaway from when I interact with customers in pre-sales demos.
1: Oh man, you asked me this question because I think you probably have an answer for it, but I can't think of anything. You know, our demo process is, I, I try to really focus the demo on their specific pain points. So when they get on a call with me, I want to ask them like, you know, what are the, what are the things you're having uh, a problem with? Are you currently using a a vendor for this? Um, What are the struggles you're having? What are the challenges? And then from there, I'll show them all of the features, right? And so, you know, as you just mentioned I probably miss out on showing them other really great stuff because I'm too focused on that one thing, but that is why they came to us. So I think there is a benefit there. So I don't, I don't have a good answer. Yeah. Maybe I can ask the question better. How
0: well do you feel that they understand what you deliver?
1: Yeah. So that I think I would rate it, you know, I, I, it's a C, uh, on the, on the letter grade scale, it's, uh, you know, yep. they, I, I would grade us a C uh, and I think we could get to an A with a better process. So, because, you know, I think they understand pieces of it, but not the whole picture. And that's just a really great way to look at it. You know, if someone comes in, they want a demo, that's an opportunity for them to, for you to show them, you know, how great your solution could be. And if you don't, you use that time properly you're only you could only be showing them sixty percent of what the potential is, and so and then if you 've only shown them sixty percent and someone else shows them a hundred percent, then they're going to get the sale and not you so yeah it's a really interesting yeah. way to look at it
0: yeah no, and that's I mean that's I guess what I was kind of it's like all right, they know the terms to be able to ask the questions around a citation or around a review and things like that, yeah um. But you know, we we found is like a lot of times they're they're missing the strategical part, and we see that so key is like let us let us help you think about this yeah. because the tactical decisions are endless and you have a lot of options. But unless you're like rooted into here's why these things matter, here's how we approach them. Um, to me, that's that's the biggest sale you're trying to get is them to buy into how you view what takes place, not so much the tactical, what mode are you, are you going to request reviews via SMS or email? I, I look at it, if that's the only things they're making their decision off of, then there's a million solutions that can help them. Yep. But if you're able yeah. to convey, this is why we've built these tactical things because they weave into this strategical outlook. Those are the ones that will sign up, will stay with us, become loyal repeat customers, and refer us to other people because... You know, in in the easy way to put it, like they're drinking the Kool Aid.
1: Yeah, totally. And it's not it's not actually Kool Aid. It's it's the real stuff. Like you are subject matter experts, and it's helpful to to uh, educate the customers on that. And you know, you you establish yourself as people that they can trust, uh, to help answer. You're not just going through the motions of like, we have this feature. Look, you can toggle it on or off. Like that's not that exciting to people. What's exciting to people is I have this bigger problem, which is much bigger than sending, uh, feedback requests via SMS or email. It's like, how do we improve our business? And so you're really tackling it at the high level, which I think is, is valuable in the demo. And, and it could be a, a piece of our demos that we're currently missing.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I think you made a great point in there of like an overall, no matter what you're doing in a dam, demo or a sales call, like keep your customer engaged, right? If you are boring them to death, yeah. <laughs> if you're not delivering value, teaching them, giving them insight, like, yeah, you're you're likely going to lose them or they're going to be typing emails while your demo's playing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the definitely important piece. And in that same line, boy, we, as always, uh, we're getting close to a you know, a pretty long time on here. We should probably cut ourselves uh, off once again so yep. that uh, our podcast listeners stay engaged. But <laughs> you know, we might have to, we might have to revisit this one. There's still plenty to talk about. There is,
1: yeah, for sure.
0: All right, all right. Well, awesome. Thanks, everyone. We uh, appreciate you joining us again on the SaaS venture, uh, Darren. Anything of uh, note? uh coming up for you personally or professionally in in the coming weeks that you wanted to touch on as we sign uh,
1: nothing too much uh I'm, I'm looking forward to launching the new local citation finder i think that's going to be great for us it's uh it's it's our biggest SaaS product we have more subscribers to that uh and we have a lot of churn there. So the new local citation finder should uh, improve that churn, reduce the churn, and uh, I'm really looking forward to that. And that's sort of the biggest thing that I want to focus on over the next little while. I also actually need to get back to uh, doing the local search ranking factors. So um, I'll be putting that together in the next next month as well. No nice. Way. Yeah,
0: those are a couple of big things yeah. I'm, uh, uh, I'll be excited to hear about. Uh, hopefully you can kind of keep us up to date on uh, if retooling that does does help your churn and some of the things you you learn in that, that would definitely, be awesome. I'll
1: have to make sure that we set it up properly to track and and really measure the difference that we the the impact that we see from doing that. Coolio, Coolio. All
0: right. Well, thanks, thanks, everyone for listening. We'll wrap things up and uh, thanks, Darren. Always a pleasure. Hey,
1: thanks, Darren. To always you. a pleasure. We'll talk to you all.
0: All right. Time. Yep. See everybody next time.